I desperately wanted a baby. That was what I wanted and I had always wanted a baby, but I just didn't want to be in this relationship anymore. I remember thinking how awful it was that here I am like laying in pools of my own blood and all I could feel was grateful and like looking forward to getting out of this relationship. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. The best way to support the show is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant, and today I will be pulling back the curtains of all human secrets. We'll be hearing about that those dark secrets that live deep inside of us that we carry shame, and we're going to probably go to our deathbed with them, or those silly, very embarrassing ones we didn't want to tell a soul. You know, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. So my guest today is Jennifer. Now, Jennifer... I have a question for you. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? <laughs> um, well, so easy to ask that question, isn't it? And then <laughs> to answer it kind of sucks, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I kind of don't want to talk about or I don't really tell people about is I, I just hit my 12-week mark. I was pregnant. Um, I had just come around to really wrapping my brain around being pregnant because I... Yeah, that takes a while. Yeah, I wasn't planned and it was just a shock and I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. And I mean, age-wise, I was I was ready that way, but mm-hmm. you know, we just it wasn't planned. Um, and I'd also been really contemplating this relationship that I was in altogether anyway. And I really basically didn't want to be in that relationship any longer. And um, so it was a big shock. And then 12 weeks rolls by. And then, you know, the the first 12 weeks is really stressful. Mm -hmm. And we went to the doctor on the checkup. She was acting kind of squirrely. And I knew something was up. And so she sent us to a specialist for high-risk pregnancies. And we had a sonogram done. I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. sonograms and you could see that um I was miscarrying it's very evident on the video and we were both upset I was upset he was upset but it was actually so close to Christmas that we couldn't get in to what is now I didn't know at the time what it was called but it's called a DNC and it's basically you have a procedure done if you're miscarrying and they you know remove it for your safety yeah yeah but I couldn't get that done because no physicians were in to do that it was literally two days before Christmas or three days before Christmas when we found out. So fast forward to Christmas day, we had just had a huge Christmas dinner with his entire family and we've gotten home and I started to double over in pain and I'm at his family's home. And I proceeded to basically almost bleed out. I was rushed to the emergency room lying in, I mean, an extraordinary amount of blood. They had to give me Dilaudid for the pain, but had to keep me alive because the Dilaudid, when you're losing that much blood, can, I basically almost died is what I'm saying in the short term. And I've never, I mean, I was literally laying in, I mean, just copious amounts of blood. It was just laying all around me. It was pools and pools of blood. 
I finally completely miscarried. And several hours later, after having been in the hospital, I was released and, you know, I, I was cleaned up and I was released to go. But I remember, this is the biggest secret part of it. I remember when it was happening and the second time they had given me to Laden that I was grateful for having miscarried. Oh. That's the part that I feel ashamed about. Not because... I think the body's natural thing, you know, the doctor explained it. It's kind of like when you get a cut and the cut, you know, the body heals itself. So apparently there was something wrong on the cell level that the body just healed itself. And that's why you miscarried. I wasn't embarrassed about miscarrying. I just felt ashamed that here I am having miscarried and all I felt was a sense of relief. And I desperately wanted a baby. That was what I wanted. And I had always wanted a baby, but I just didn't want to be in this relationship anymore. I remember thinking how awful it was that here I am like laying in pools of my own blood and all I could feel was grateful and like looking forward to getting out of this relationship. Mm. It was not my finest moment and not something I'm proud of. I'm again, nothing to do with the miscarriage itself. I mean, I, that is God's way and that's God's will and that's out of my control. But the feeling of relief that I felt here I am almost about to die and I felt somewhat relieved. Wow, that's such a powerful thing to share because already you're going through such a vulnerable position, losing a baby. I've also had a miscarriage and know tons of women that have. And it is such a lonely place, even if you Mm -hmm. have a partner you love with you. Mm -hmm. But to be in that place with a partner you don't want to be with, I can imagine all the emotions and complexity of your thoughts. No, I felt like he, you know, could be very sometimes verbally abusive. And I didn't want to have a life where I'm trying to protect this kid from that. And also myself. Is that a secret also? Have you ever told anyone that? I mean, I don't, I don't think it, I think it was pretty obvious. So it's not like something I was hiding. But it just was not a good, it wasn't a relationship I thought that was healthy. You know, in the end, it wasn't. And so I felt like I knew I wanted out. And so I just, I felt like if I, you know, a baby really does bind you to somebody for your entire lifetime. I mean, it's just, here I am laying literally in pools of my own blood and I'm feeling relieved. It's insanity. It's really not though, because having a baby is so hard. So to be in a situation where you're not happy and you're getting verbally abused, that is just not a great place to raise a child. So I actually commend you because I'm sure um, many listeners out there have had the same thoughts and feelings and, and wouldn't say them out loud because we carry this internal shame. But here's my question for you. Did you get out of the relationship right away? Did that, how did that go after losing the baby? Yeah, um, it was just a couple of months after that, that we separated. So, yeah, I mean, I think that he wasn't, he was not ready to be an adult, even though he was, I guess, in his forties at that point, but he just wasn't ready to be an adult. And this was definitely shook him into adulthood. And I don't think that's what he wanted either. So it's life. I mean, it's what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, loss and, you know, rebirth. So if you look at it, like this was a chance for you to start again, but if you think of this secret, 
where do you see, I like to talk about the deadly seven sins. So where do you see this secret line? So let me read them to you guys. Pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. Does your secret tie to any of these and why? Pride, yeah, a little bit, I guess. I mean, in the sense of, I mean, I don't think my ego was wounded. It, I don't feel it in that way, but it was more, I have this, I've always wanted to have a family. I mean, that's like. That's been a goal of yours to always have a family. Yeah. And so, you know, like the, the perfect ideal of it, I think I was holding on to so desperately that, and I was also at the age where, you know, I, I had to do it if I was going to do it. So I, yeah, a little bit of pride, like it, you know, wounded my pride. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm searching here for exactly what I'm trying to say, but, and then definitely most certainly anger. I mean, no doubt about it. Do you also think maybe that a little bit of envy, if like that ideal of what society yeah. puts on a woman right. and expectations? Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's the better answer for all three of those. It would be envy. Yeah. Can you explain why for you? Um, well, you know, I think, I mean, I was working my ass off towards a career that I really wanted and in a family, like really working towards all the things that I ever wanted and seeing everybody else get it. Mm. So yeah, I was really angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to have it all. Nobody does. Nobody does. And you know that intellectually and you can know that, but it still doesn't make you feel any better. And it makes me, that makes me angry. And it does make me envious because it's, I mean, I'm always very happy for people. It's not like I'm, you know, bitter towards them, but it's a little bit of like, well, you know, why not me? Like that part really gets to me. It's just not fair. Oh, that's my like favorite thing to say. It's not fair. (laughs) So I totally get it. I mean, I think a lot of us suffer from even though intellectually we know everybody has problems, but this society is so filtered and puts up the best image that when you see something, it's hard not to envy and look at your own life. And I had this one example when I saw this one post one time and I wanted what was on that post or my life to look on it. And the person actually called me 10 minutes later. This is such a God shot. And They told me like their life was in the crapper. And I just saw this post of how beautiful their family and life was. And it was such Mm -hmm. a God shot for me. You can look and see what others have, but you don't know what they're going through. No, you don't. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's an ideal that we're brought up with. I mean, or that, you know, we're taught this sense of ideal notion and life is just so much more messy it just is the reality of life and every aspect every real part of life is very messy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so So how do you move I mean what do you think the benefit of keeping this secret about that moment you were laying there and had that sense of gratitude during this horrific pain and loss that at the same time who do you think it benefited and who do you think it harmed well the secret benefited me in a way mm-hmm. um, in the sense of it was more of a, I was being honest and truthful with myself about how I was feeling. So, and I, I don't, I didn't necessarily feel like I had to share that with everybody, but it was my truth speaking to me. So I, I'm okay with that. I have peace with that. 
but I think it harmed my extended family was they weren't upset. They were concerned about me. And, and I think it might've, you know, on the ripple effect, I'm sure it's harmed my friends and my other family who know that, you know, I, I've definitely closed myself off and it's, it made, it hardened me. Mm. It hardens me. That whole situation hardens me. Um, I mean, there's only so much, like, I think each person, each life has a threshold of pain and suffering and things that they can handle and withstand or are willing to, to handle. And, and then they make decisions that are based in the pursuit of what they're able to handle. And so I've definitely done that because I'm human and that's what humans do. But I think it's hurt other friends. I know it's it's harmed other relationships I've had because I just won't let somebody in. So, I mean, I've always been a little closed off. That's just part of who I am as a person, but it just, it just reinforced that side of me. It reinforced that part of me that is not willing to let life in because of I felt effed over. Right. So, yeah. So almost right now, do you feel, cause I'm about to, you know, ask you, how do you move forward? But do you feel like a part of you is not living life to the fullest because of this trauma and this bad relationship? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. I definitely think that I think I'm cautiously optimistic. I think what it did is it made me be a little bit more cautious and trepidatious, but I also know that it has made me that way. Um, And so I push against that um, or I try to counterbalance that with, you know, doing things that I know make me happy as well, or that I enjoy doing in life. But I, I definitely, I definitely know I have not been the same since that situation. And also physically, I mean, it, it, hurt me physically. My body has never been the same ever. I don't know how to get my body back. It's just been impossible to do. So that's really affected me. So, you know, it's a domino effect that occurred with that situation. So short answer is yes, Brie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love your answer. And it made me think of another question I would love to ask you. If you could tell yourself, you know, before all that happened or another person stuck in a relationship, like what would you say to the person. If there's someone listening right now stuck in a similar relationship, what would you say or a similar situation? I mean, I think so if I let me back up. So the reason that um, I ended up getting pregnant to begin with is because I had had a I was on birth control, but I had had a what is called a ocular migraine. So it's it's a migraine that actually occurs in from the in your eyes, like something to do with your eyes. And, and so it's a uh, precursor to a brain aneurysm. And so oh, I stopped immediately. Yeah, I immediately stopped taking my birth control and it was associated with the birth control I was taking. So then that's why I ended up pregnant. And, you know, we weren't actively having sex, but one thing led to another. So anyway, um, so that's how I ended up getting pregnant. And so that's a long-winded answer to say wear a condom. <laughs> that's what I would tell my that's what I would tell my younger self. No, but to answer your spiritually, to answer your question is I think it's pretty sad that not sad, but I think it taught me a lesson that I here I am laying in pools of my own blood, having an honest that is what made me force me 
to look at myself in the mirror and say, I don't want to be in this relationship and to get out of it. And I don't think it was necessary for me to have gotten to that point. And when I knew it already. So however you can reach down to the depths of your soul and muster the courage to get out of something and to get out of a situation, you know, is not healthy. And it might even be healthy and just not right for you. It might even be perfectly healthy and stable and it's just not right for you. And it's just important to be honest with yourself and to just take as much courage as you can muster to do what you need to do to get out of it. Beautifully said. I mean, beautifully said. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your honesty. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And thanks for listening. This is a Secret Life podcast. If you have a past secret that you're on the other side of and want to want to come on or a present secret you're still carrying around and would love to just be free of, email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note, and you can always support the show with a donation on our site, secretlifepodcast.com. Until next time, bye.